This is Making Finances Easier with Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, and Bruce Landis from Providence Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Paul, Garrett, and Bruce provide their clients and prospects the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Making Finances Easier with Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, and Bruce Landis. Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to Making Finances Easier, uh, the little radio show that our company here, Providence Advisors Group, uh, sponsors every Saturday at 10 a.m., um, 865-770-5031. Uh, feel free to call us if we trigger something in you that's of interest to you. Um, joined this morning by my friend and colleague, Garrett Crawford. Good morning, Garrett. Good morning. Okay, trivia question. Tomorrow, the big games start again. We're recording this on, on Wednesday the 22nd. Tomorrow, the games begin again for March Madness. So tell us, who, has, who do you, you have winning the whole thing? And uh, maybe who you, who you chose in your bracket, but then who you think you might, might win. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh... I, I grew up a North Carolina Tar Heel fan. Uh, I got some Michael Jordan video when I was a kid, and he went to North Carolina. So I thought, well, I need to be a North Carolina Tar Heel fan. But this year, uh, I couldn't let my biases uh, lead me to send them all the way to the national championship because they didn't even make it to the tournament. One of the biggest upsets ever. Uh, and then they, I was telling somebody they rejected the even the invitation to go to the NIT. So... Um, I, uh, you know, I, I was telling one of my friends this year, uh, just a lot of my, bra I just kind of felt uninspired with the college basketball season. There was just nobody that kind of stuck off the page as somebody I thought was just far and above the rest of them or some fun pick to go all the way. And uh, if anybody is, knows anything about North Carolina Tar Heel fans, I, I did the unpardonable sin and I picked Duke, <laughs> Duke University to go all the way. They, they were kind of on a hot streak. And uh, we, my son and I, he's five. We were watching the Tennessee Duke game, and he couldn't uh, he couldn't process that I had picked Duke, yet I wanted Duke to lose so bad to the Tennessee Vols. He said, "Dad, but you picked them, but you picked them." And I said, "I know I picked them because I thought they'd probably beat them, but I I am all orange today." And so that was a a, a great game to watch. If anybody tuned in, the Vols made it look like. Uh, they could go all the way and really beat anybody. But uh, the follow-up, who do I think's going to win? Boy, I, I don't even know some of these teams. So I watched a couple of them. I, I watched a couple of the big upsets. And I, I just say Tennessee has a shot mm -hmm. just as much as maybe anybody mm -hmm. else. If uh, uh, I, I can't even pronounce his name. I think it's Kamwa. Uh, here for Tennessee, he he had a great game, and sure uh, I wish Zakai Ziegler was still in there. Uh, but pulling for the balls in both the men's and the women's brackets to mm -hmm. to pull out a victory, we shall see. What about yeah. you, Paul? Well, I uh, this stage of the tournament, I, I think uh, anybody can beat anybody or get beat by anybody. I, I really think that's kind of where we are at this stage of the game. I. I did pick uh, Gonzaga to go all the way. 
the Zags. And uh, not because I'm a huge Gonzaga fan. Uh, you know, my preference would be for Tennessee to go all the way since I'm an alumni. But uh, anyway, we'll see. I think my favorite story is Miles, your five-year-old, choosing Furman, Princeton, and Farley Dickinson to win. And so he just killed it in that first round. But... Um, since he was just kind of picking, uh, it kind of cuts both ways. So he missed a lot of other. Uh, yeah, you don't get extra points for picking the big upsets. <laughs> and so uh, one funny thing is I, I entered a couple of March Madness brackets uh, with different friend groups, and I'm dead last in all three brackets <laughs> that I'm in. I think I'm in like 3% nationally. Uh, I am not doing so hot. My five-year-old son, who's just randomly picking, he's doing better. But he's pulling for a Texas-Tennessee final. If he can do that, he might uh, – he might jump up our uh, our office bracket. That's funny. That's funny. Well, I, I love the fact that he'd show up at the game and say, okay, now who am I rooting for? <laughs> yeah, he uh, he didn't care about March Madness one bit last year. This year he's all in, but it was kind of an intellectual jump for him. The first round he loved having a team that he had picked uh, that he'd already forgotten that he picked. And the second round was a little bit trickier when there was a game where both of his teams had lost the previous round. So he didn't have a team in the game anymore. And so he was like, wait, how come I don't have a team in this game well you know but buddy your team's lost last round so uh first round was amazing for him the second round he's 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 trying to connect the dots of how a bracket works but uh the other funny thing is that he he's not calling them basketball games he's not calling it march madness but he says hey dad let's turn on the brackets uh, <laughs> you want to watch a bracket uh, i love it and so uh, he is all into watching brackets right now yeah yeah well some of you might be asking so what does the March Madness have to do with making finances easier? And the answer is absolutely nothing. Um, it, it really doesn't. Well, a couple of years ago, we did do a little thing with our clients. I don't know if you remember, but we called it the, it was during the final four, and we talked about the core four uh, estate planning documents yeah. that you'd have. So maybe when we get to the final four, we can do that again. But Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, there's, there's so much in the news. Uh, you know, the Fed meets today at 2 p.m. Everybody's waiting with bated breath to find out, you know, what's their decision. And if you're, unless you've been on the moon or maybe under a rock here in the last week, you know that that conundrum and the different kinds of uh, philosophies people bring to the table that, you know, if they raise it, uh, 25 basis points could that harm the banking industry and and is that a good move would it if they didn't raise it would that help the economy or could it in a another way kind of signal that the fed really is concerned about the banking industry and da 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 um do you want to take a guess at what they're going to do today? Yeah, I, 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 funny. I was sitting here thinking uh, about asking you. So by the time people listen to this, they'll be able to uh, yeah, yeah. spot check us on whether we were right or wrong. That's right. And, uh, you know, I would start with uh, I... I'm not an economist, and I'm not going to play one. It's like I, I probably am not smart enough to know whether rates should go up or down. I just don't understand all the implications for that. I'm, most of the time, I don't think they are either. It's kind of just take a, a shot from the hip and let's see what happens. Uh, but I, you know, I, I, I don't envy their position. I wouldn't want to be the yeah. uh, Jerome Powell, the Fed, having to make that decision because mm. whether you're getting tired of the topic or not inflation is 
still persistently around. Yep. I think you can ask anybody yep. who's gone grocery shopping at Costco or filling up on gas, you name it, home improvement, job, every, things are just more expensive. Yep. And yep. Y- you can look at my water bill, uh, I've just noticed, has yep. like almost doubled in the past three years. And that's something you pay every single month. But inflation is around, and persistent inflation is a problem. Uh, and so uh, if we ha- if we have tools, it probably has to come from the Federal Reserve to do something yep. or nothing. Uh, but I, I've heard the case that, uh, you know, maybe today they shouldn't do anything. They should just pause. They shouldn't raise. They shouldn't lower. Uh, I think inflation came in last metric at like 6%. The banking sector has had some issues. There's been some cracks. Uh, And so from a purely uh, outsider view, uh, this this doesn't seem like something that is going to – if they wait three months and then raise it another – 0.25% 0.25% to see if inflation is still going up in three months. That seems reasonable. If it comes down in three months, maybe uh, maybe they could stick that course. But if you really pin me down, put somebody up against me and say, well, just rip the Band-Aid off and do it and keep raising it, okay, maybe that's a good track too. But if I had to throw a boat in today for what I think might happen, I think it might pause and not do anything. Gotcha. Yeah, I would take the, the, the other track, and I think – uh, I think they're going to go ahead and do a 25, 25 basis point uh, bump. Uh, again, we'll, we'll see which one of us is right next. Uh, My March Madness bracket is at 4% <laughs> nationally, so we'll see. Yeah. yeah. So so now, so let's talk practical practicalities. So, uh, you know, I'd, I'd say the listeners out there were, are going to fall in a, in a range of um, positions. On one extreme, it might be, hey, scared to death of the market, don't want anything to do with the market, I need to get a good interest rate, where's the best place to get a safe, solid interest rate? Um, And then along with that, you're going to have some of those people who are like, well, I don't want to put money in the bank. Gosh, I'm fearful of doing that. And then on the other end, you've got people who are like, listen, play the long game, stocks are still the best, best deal out there, that you're going to be able to, over time, do much better with stocks. Um, but you've got to be able to handle the roller coaster. So let's start with those people uh, from the first group. And let's talk about, you know, what's available out there now for a solid interest rate without much risk. So uh, we know that we could start with, uh, let's say for now, because the banking industry has gone through what it's been through, Let's say someone is willing to buy an insurance contract, uh, say a three-year, multi-year guaranteed annuity. And I know annuity is a is a dirty word uh, for some people, and it and, and probably justifiably so because they can be really abused out there. But in this case, just a simple vanilla guaranteed interest rate for three years, the best out there is in the high fives. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that might be the safest is because their reserve requirements that that they have to have. You know, plus the reinsurance with the state guarantee association, it's arguably safer than a bank. Mm-hmm. Again, judgment call. Um, but then, uh, 
what if somebody says, well, I don't want to tie my money up, you know, for three years because there are surrender penalties when you buy an insurance contract like that. What would be something else where, where someone could keep some liquidity but get a high interest rate? Yeah, it was interesting last night. Th- 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 things have changed a lot and we've talked about this maybe we've beaten the dead horse that in the past six months this interest rate game has changed a lot and uh, i knew i was doing the radio show today and i I logged into my local bank here uh down the street a little bit and uh, i couldn't even tell what interest rate i was getting on my checking and my savings account Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i think after doing some digging it was like point point one percent or something uh and so at that same bank, if you were willing to do some moving around, you know, I could 10x that, or well, 30x that. I think you could get up to like 3% or something if you put it in a, uh, a money market fund or something at the bank. But it was still interesting. Uh, there, there are banks out there that are offering more, but then my bank wasn't it wasn't uh, participating in that. And I, I heard something this morning where, uh, you know, with, with the bank, it is uh, – deposits that you have in that bank are, are guaranteed up to like $250,000 a year through the FDIC. But banks are in a real tricky spot right now with interest rates as high as they are. And you can just imagine, again, if you're a banker out there and disagree, feel free to, we've said it before, <laughs> call us and educate us and we'll come back next week and say something different. But uh, for for some of these banks that are getting really competitive and the ones that I see that are getting really competitive are also on the cusp of are they going to get bought up by a bigger bank here right, pretty soon? Right. And uh, uh, there's one in particular I'm thinking about, and their their rates are real competitive nationally. But uh, the question is, well, you, you imagine yourself you're in a bank if you're paying three, four, maybe in some bank out there paying five percent or something. Uh, that same bank also has issued mortgages over the past three, four years where those 30-year mortgage liabilities are only paying mm. them back 25 yep. to 3%. Yep. And so that's kind of a double whammy yep. for a bank that they have to be really competitive on the interest rate deposits, plus their liabilities out there are paying them way less than the going market rate. And so uh, some of these banks that are offering, I think, really competitive interest rates, they're having to do that to keep, to keep the wolf from the door. Exactly. Uh, and, and as a depositor, you do have FDIC insurance. So there's going to be some safety and assurance there. But if something happens to that bank, at least what I was reading this week was that the FDIC can step in and they can actually discontinue and change that deposit rate that you're getting. So uh, I, don't, I don't think there's necessarily an alarm as an investor under 250000 but uh, you could be switching banks to something and chasing a rate, and we'll have to see how the year plays out. But later this year, if, if they do get bought up by a bigger bank or merge or something, you're, you're going to have a little bit of a hassle to deal with as banks change and rates change and all that. But uh, I think that's just an interesting kind of situation that's happening at your local bank level. And uh, beyond that, I think treasuries have been really attractive uh, for investors lately. I think just in the past couple weeks, uh, we had talked about a 5% two-year treasury rate. I looked this morning and uh, just in the past couple weeks, that has dropped down below four, which is a huge uh, change, but it's like 3.95 at the two-year treasury rate. And uh, so, so things are changing again. And so for the person out there that's trying to stay on top of all this, 
well, somebody told me last week I need to put it in treasury. <laughs> you know, there might even be a better, uh, or they might have said put it in a two-year treasury. There Actually, a one-year treasury might be a better deal right now or a three- or five-year treasury. And so the goalpost is moving really fast. But to answer your question, uh, for somebody that wants liquidity, uh, I, we have this portfolio is called the stable value here uh, that we run for a lot of our clients that invest in those uh, ultra short-term duration fixed income so, so like government government securities treasuries uh, that is completely liquid that's going to be somewhere around the three to four percent range and uh, I think that's probably if if you've got money sitting in a checking and savings account, and you know, like like me the other day hadn't really checked in to see what your savings rate was paying. Uh, if you already have like for our clients that already have an existing relationship with us, uh, it's super simple uh, to connect a bank to open up a individual right. or joint account with a right. spouse. Throw it in there. You're now at three to four percent, and you haven't really had much uh, friction there, right. and you're. You're, you're way up from where you are. So I think a, a short, ultra short-term bond fund can can pay it in that three, four, maybe a little bit above four right now uh, interest rate. And then that's complete liquidity. And when I say complete liquidity, uh, if you needed $50,000, you could call us on Monday before lunch and it'd be in your bank by Wednesday. And for yeah. most people, that's fine. So really, it, 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 if you look in the bond world, um, the bonds that are going to pay the highest rate would be high yield bonds, and high yield bonds are ones where they have the you know the highest risk, and so um, there's going to be this tension a little bit. Is like boy, if I'm getting this super high rate, you know, you know why am I getting this super high rate, and what what are the you know parallel guarantees you know on that money, and so. Um, one of the things that that I like about uh, like our short-term bond ladder using those uh, we call it our laddered two-year and our laddered three-year that's paying almost five percent now and it's fairly liquid too Um, and that's that's uh, I say fairly liquid it'd be that same Monday before lunch you'd get it by Wednesday um, because they are ETFs and um, the duration on those are all very short, you know, two years or so. Yeah, and I'd also add in there too. Uh, you know, it's not a it's not a CD or it's not an ultra short term bond fund, and so the the additional risk to get that additional income comes from interest rate sensitivity. And so, if interest rates, uh, you know, like today at two thirty, if interest rates go up, a short term bond fund is going to have a a lower uh, sensitivity to that interest rate Correct. than something like 10 or 30 years. Exactly. But I say that if, if interest rates go up, you could lose a little bit of principal uh, power from a from a bond ladder. But on the opposite side, if interest rates go down, you can actually earn money that way as well. And so when, when rates are sitting at 6 7% at a Fed level, uh, is there more room to go up or down? And I think most people in our industry would say down uh, over time, maybe not here today, but over the next couple of years. And so investing in bonds right now can be more attractive than they used to be because uh, you can get a competitive yield, four to five plus percent. And then if interest rates go down here, fairly soon you're gonna get a, another increase from the uh, the actual principal value of the bond. Yeah. Um and another thing too, I think there's this um, there's this sense where people 
can tend to want to uh, have money scattered around everywhere and they feel like there's safety in maybe having money, some at Schwab and some at Fidelity, maybe some at, maybe with their Edward Jones guy, maybe something else over here with a Scott Trade or whatever. And uh, I, I always want to bring up to clients the, the inherent additional risk that you're, w- without even realizing it, that you're doing when you do that. And so, you know, you and I are of the opinion that people are going to be better served if they have, uh, you know, one, uh, one advisor who, who's a trusted advisor who can be the quarterback of these things. Well, the first reason is because if you have money at all those different places, it's a little bit like having a, a cardiologist and an oncologist and and maybe a, 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 a lung specialist and then, then a GP. And they're all giving you advice and none of them are sharing notes. And, uh, and so you don't have an overarching plan. You just got these little bits and pieces that people are working on. You're the quarterback. Newsflash. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then the, uh, so that by itself adds to risk. The second thing is, um, and we touched on this earlier, is um, any plan that you put into place in January, say at the beginning of the year, market forces will by definition cause that plan to come out of balance, to come out of whack a little bit, which requires a rebalancing. It's it's taking to keep risk consistent uh, when it's at a lot of different custodians, it's next to impossible for that to happen. Yeah. Any concluding remarks? We're about out of time here. Yeah, I, uh, I think we've trumpeted this the past few weeks, but uh, when the headlines are kind of all over the place, there's a problem in every area. Diversification matters. Paying attention to the details with your investment matters. Uh, and also enjoying your life matters, too. Yeah, we yeah. could do another whole podcast there. But, you know, even me, I look at the headlines, and they can, you can be a drain sometimes. Right. And, uh, having somebody to help you wade through that and see that the sky is isn't falling that you can hang in there and uh, let's let's prudently you know allocate some funds for for today this year next year but also have another pot of money growing for the future and uh, at that point you've done really all you can do and uh, try to make good decisions as you go 865-770-5031 we look forward to hearing from you Thank you for listening to Making Finances Easier. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, or Bruce Landis at Providence Wealth Management. Call 865-770-5031 or visit them online at makingfinanceseasier.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Providence Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Tennessee. Insurance products and services are offered through Providence Advisors Group, LLC. Providence Advisors Group, LLC, and Providence Wealth Management, LLC, are affiliated companies. Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, and Bruce Landis and Providence Wealth Management are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for 
informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary, and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources, and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.